Welcome back, Chaotic Crew. It's your girl, Ryan. It's your girl, Tati. And thanks for tuning in to Coffee and Chaos. How y'all doing? Let's get started. Okay. Relationships. Relationships. Those motherfuckers are hard. Ooh, baby. Yeah, relationships are hard work. And we talking relationships with your friends, family, and your partners. How do you intermingle the three while also maintaining your separate relationships? I feel like that's a hard thing to do. It's so hard. Especially when you are close. When you have really close friendships or a close family dynamic, sometimes it's hard to bring in that, um, I don't want to say extra person as though they're unwanted, but to introduce a new relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Definitely. Somebody new is always hard to find the balance because life is already chaotic and when you're adding another person it just makes a little more static in your life i think i think what it is when you're really close to people or you have a close-knit set of friends i don't even want to say close-knit when you have friends in general that you do a lot of things with um when you start dating somebody and you want to introduce them into that circle sometimes it can be awkward because you're so used to having a dynamic in place and you're used to a certain structure and then you shake things up. Well, when you're single, like, you know, if you're single and you're dating and you're just, you're not serious, it's just, you know, a vibe kind of thing. It doesn't really kind of matter because the person is not always around, you know, they're around sometimes, you know, you hang out with them, but they go home and you go home. And that's a good thing to distinguish dating and being in a relationship. And I think sometimes, especially in this generation, everything is just so black and white. Either you're talking or you're in a relationship. I think people have turned the term dating into a different definition and they get it misconstrued all the time. Absolutely. Or they they equate dating with sleeping with multiple people. Which, if that's what you want to do, that's your thing, right? (laughs) That's your prerogative. But when you're dating, I also think you need to take into consideration that, to me, dating is like you are exploring your options. And I don't mean sexually. I mean, if you're exploring them sexually, then that's fine, too. But I think there should be a distinct definition that dating is when you are exploring your options with multiple people. You're not putting all your eggs in one basket. And when you're in a relationship... You are exclusively dating that person and only that person. Right. And I mean, if you take it back old school to the older people, dating is... Courting? (laughs) (laughs) Dating is, oh, you know, I go on on a date with this person. I go on a date with that person. It's nothing serious. And both parties understand that. Now, our generation, we call it talking. And I think that a lot of people hear, oh, yeah, you talking to so-and-so. But then it's like, but you talking to them too. But what is you talking? Know? Because like... Well, that's our generation's term. I know, that's I know that. I know that's that. A, that's a new word. But when I really think about it, I think about people that I've texted with and literally only had have like phone conversations with them. And it's like, oh, we used to talk. But don't claim me because I mean like... We used to talk and then using it in the sense as we used to date and no, we didn't. We used to have conversation. Right. And exactly. to me, that's talking. Dating is I'm going on a date to the movies with Sam Joe and then I'm going to Six Flags with Bobby Ray. Right. <laughs> like that is dating to me. A relationship is you are in a committed 
monogamous relationship with Aaron. That is a relationship. Dating is you are talking or not talking. Unless you're exclusively dating that one person. Because you can consider But there's it a that difference way. between exclusively dating. I don't know. But I don't what, know. It gets messy. It gets you, messy. What would you call exclusively dating? I don't know. I don't know. It gets messy. Because what you could say is, oh, well, you know what? I'm exclusively talking to somebody. I'm exclusively talking to this one person because I... Oh, I hate the terms. What but, is talking? And I just said it. I hate it. But I'm exactly. so used to it what being is, part of my colloquialism yeah. that it's a part of my and, thought process. But I don't like it because I think, I think because as a generation, we don't have clear distinct boundaries yes that is how feelings get hurt yep that is how things get messy girls start acting crazy because then you start know. talking shit to your friends yep because you right? didn't know that he was talking to five other girls because you thought y'all were exclusive but you're not together you're not in a relationship or you never had the conversation boom the and conversation then, let's just talk about the conversation for a minute when is the right time to have a conversation in any relationship when is the right time to have a always. conversation for me i've always been that person i'm and i think every Everybody's Always, different. but when? Do you have the conversation like, immediately? are we exclusive? You had that conversation on the first date? I don't have a conversation of, are we exclusive? But I very clearly lay or out my expectations. To. Right. If I know that you're a person that I'm interested in, even if it's the beginning stages of dating and we're not in an exclusive relationship or I'm not exclusively just dating you, I've always been a person to communicate exactly what I'm looking for. Yes. So if I don't want to be in a relationship and I'm just looking to have fun, somebody to vibe with, kick it with, have sex with, whatever the case may be, I've always been very right. open about that because I don't like to have my feelings hurt. Exactly. But you don't always know when's the right time if you don't think that that person is ready for the conversation, right? Because if I don't think that the person I'm talking to is ready for me to know whether I'm the only person they're talking to or if we're the only person that we're considering dating. Like, if I know that I'm not looking for more than one person because I'm looking for a certain type of relationship, then I'm going to have that conversation, but I don't want to scare that person off and be like, oh, um, yeah, I just asked him if we were exclusive and he, he stopped texting, <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, it's, it could be a scary thing because sometimes I feel like, especially as women, we know what we want, so we go absolutely. into it knowing what we want and we expect our partners to also know what they want off the bat and sometimes relinquishing that control knowing that things are good but you might not be on the same page is hard and then you do shit like go talk to your friends and you're like well this person isn't shit because he's not trying to get it together and I know what I want and I know I'm ready to take this next step and he's not ready for that or he's not being um he's not reciprocating what it is that I'm looking for and it's just not what I want. And then you listen to your friends. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And how does that go? Or you listen and see your single friends. Because your single friends is always going to tell you, oh, girl, mm-mm, no, you could do better. Or you might as well go on and leave him. You could find somebody else. But let's be real. Your single friends are single. Maybe for a reason. Maybe by preference. <laughs> um, either way, they're single. It also so- depends... They sometimes are not looking for you to be like, well, I really am interested, so I'm thinking about, you know, continuing to talk to him or whatever. Mm -hmm. Because they like, well, girl, we about to go out to the club. You can find you somebody at the... No, that's not what I'm interested in. I'm not trying to go to the party and look for no stranger in the club because I'm interested in this one person because I like certain characteristics, so I want to get to know this person. Yeah. That's where the lines start getting blurred. No, definitely. And I also think when you're talking about 
relationships and having your friends included into into what you're doing in your relationship it also depends on what kind of friend you have because i know that i've had bitter single friends Mm -hmm. so when i'm trying to date or i'm trying to have a serious relationship with somebody i just remember having those friends that were super bitter like you don't need him or always trying to find something wrong shit right and then it's like why because you're bitter because the person you were dating wasn't shit and it's hard because sometimes you want to you project that because you might see your friend going with that person that actually has the qualities you're looking for and that's also a little bit of jealousy. Well, for a long time, remember like when we were younger, I'm going back like a little while ago. For a long time, it would be like you were in a relationship and I was single. Then I was in a relationship and you were single. Right. Then we were both in a relationship and that got even more confusing because when do you find the balance? Because we love to spend time with each other. We love right. to do everything in the world together. Right. Honestly. And then when we got into relationships, it was like, so how do we find time to spend time with each other, but also with the person that we're talking to or that we're dating, whatever, mm-hmm. and incorporate time for all of us to be together at the same time? And that got really confusing for a while. And it's hard because your friends sometimes don't understand, hey, I just want to spend time with the person that I'm dating. So it gets really confusing. Okay, this is where the chaos comes in. It's allergy season, so we're just gonna be real candid, real quick. I'm trying really hard not to sniff a lot, and Ryan's eyes are itching, and we both just got really distracted. But anyway, let's stay focused. I can't see. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um. So yeah, sharing with your friends. I think. How much do we share? Let's talk about it. How I much? think. So here's the thing in my personal experience, right? When you are used to being with a friend all the time mm-hmm. and you guys do everything together, it's a different dynamic when you have a partner because your partner may not always want to do everything with your friend. And we have both experienced that dating people where it's like, listen, I love your friendship. I respect your friendship with each other. And I like when we do things as a group, but damn, when we're together, do you got to pick up the phone or can we just do things with just the two of us? And for people that are close, when you're close with your friends, sometimes you don't get it. And you're like, well, what's the problem? Because this is this is what it was when you came into this relationship. You knew that I was his friend. But then it comes to the point where I know for me, and correct me if it's different for you, but when you think about it long term, you're not trying to marry your friend. Some people are, but if it's your best friend, you're not trying to marry your friend. I know I'm not trying to have babies with my with my friend. We're not about to be in an intimate relationship on that level. And then it comes time to just find the balance. Like, listen, I do love you, but I also have this person that I'm trying to build a life with and build a family with. And that doesn't mean putting you on the back burner, but that does mean reprioritizing how I spend my time. And sometimes it's just a matter of realizing that, you know, your friends can't do the things your partner can for you. No. They can't satisfy your <laughs> needs in certain ways. You know, they can't um, They can't make you happy the way your friends make you happy. And that's just something that, as friends, you have to come to respect and understand. And sometimes people prefer to spend time with their partners more than they do their friends when they get in a relationship. And that's okay. You have to be understanding. And as friends, you should be able to talk about those things. You should be able to be very honest with each other and come to each other and say, you know, honey, look, I know we've been spending a lot of time together, but sis, you know, he's around now or she's around now. And I just want to be able to get to know my part, my partner as well as my friendship 
stay the same and I don't lose any friends because I'm gaining a partner in my life. And I think that as close friends, it's a good conversation to have as soon as you realize that there's somebody that's coming into the picture that potentially could be permanent. And it's not to say that your friends are going to be eliminated from your life because you're gaining a partner. You hope that everybody can get along and you can have one big happy family in the end. Sometimes that doesn't happen. Sometimes you lose friends because they're jealous or they're secretly envious of you and, you know, they wish that they had the life you're living. Or they don't like your partner. Right. Um, or your partner doesn't like them. And then, it unfortunately, you don't ever want to be in that position, but it comes down to choosing your friend or your partner. Some people may choose their friends and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that if you feel like the person that you're dating is not going to be around for the long haul and you don't foresee any longevity in that relationship. Right. But some people may also choose their partners. And I also don't see anything wrong with that. Some people do, but I think that comes with what I call like the high school mindset mm-hmm. where it's like, if you didn't meet my best friend, we can't get serious yet. If you don't go on the three-way, we can't... Little things like that, like going through those little minuscule steps. Or needing your friend's approval. Needing your right. friend's like, approval. What do you think of him? Do you like him? And sometimes your friends are not always going to like your partner. And what do you do with that? Because especially if you if you value that person's opinion and you're super excited to introduce this person and then your friend is like, well, who the hell did you just bring around? And you're like, well, shit, this is not what I intended it to be. Mm-hmm. It becomes awkward because now you know that there are characteristics in your partner that your friend don't like. And depending on what type of relationship you have with your partner, you might have told them, listen, she says she don't like X, Y, and Z. So now your girlfriend or your boyfriend is coming around side-eyeing your friend because they know you talk shit because you pillow talk with your partner. Mm -hmm. Then it's an awkward thing because you're sitting there with your legs crossed, twiddling your thumbs, like, oh, shit, I hope he don't say something. I hope she don't say something. Or you're trying to force a relationship that hasn't grown, you know, together on its own and naturally. Right. And sometimes natural forming relationships are the best, and those are the ones that we want the most because who wants to have a forced relationship with anyone? I surely don't. But sometimes when you're dealing with people who have different personalities, different, you know, opinions... You kind of got to web the pieces a little. You got to help them along the way. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. But where do you draw the line? And I think that's where it gets really scary when you're talking friendships and relationships because... I also think it depends on what kind of person you are. Like me personally, I'm a I don't give a fuck kind of person. Like if you don't like my partner, that's okay. Either you're going to deal with it and we'll work it out or you're going to feel like you need to remove yourself from the picture. That's also okay. Or I keep people separate. Mm -hmm. I have dated somebody and I think maybe two or three of my friends had actually been around him and we were in a relationship for years. But I just knew that the two weren't going to be able to mingle well. And not because either party was rude, but you know the personalities of the people that you are around. You know your partner's personality and you know your friend's personalities. So you don't always bring them around each other because you know it won't mesh. Not because separately they aren't good people but you know that collectively the whole situation would go left and so you keep them separated and it's a hard thing to do and when you think about that you think about the things you know versus the things that your friends and your family knows about who you're dating or who you're in a relationship with rule number one you do not tell your friends and your family everything that goes on in your relationship that is a hard hell no from me dog 
absolutely not yeah it, it's a line it definitely is you know you don't want your family and friends to feel like they're in the dark but you don't want them to have every inside scoop either because then it becomes a a judgment thing you know it's like oh i remember when she told me you you broke or you ain't got no job and then it's like now you got your mom and your friend talking about your partner when you're not around and they're saying oh well mm-hmm, she need to do better than him because he ain't got no job he ain't this and it's like so what if i'm okay with the person that i'm talking to not having a job that shouldn't be for you to tell me different you shouldn't be trying to convince me why I shouldn't be with this person because you don't feel that they're right for me. That's for me to decide and you to help me along the way, respectfully be there for me when I need you to, without judgment. I think it's a double-edged sword. And I only say that because there have been many a times where I have become friends with somebody or dated somebody and you know, my mother or somebody in my family or close friends were like, I don't think this is the person for you. And they turned out to be right. A hundred percent shouldn't have been friends with that person, shouldn't have dated that person, shouldn't have entertained the thought of a relationship, and they turned out to be right. Absolutely. And then I've also had people in my life where they were judged because we weren't on the same path. And I don't mean that we didn't have the same goals, but Mm -hmm. I think of myself and Aaron. I have a master's degree. His goal in life is not to have a master's. Not to say that he doesn't want to be successful. He has life goals and life plans that I support 100%. But college is not for him. And that's okay. And school is not for everybody. You know, growing up, Right. Being raised by certain people. And that's not to say that my family doesn't like him. Let me just throw that in there before anybody thinks like, oh, shit, we just got some juice. Like, no, no my family loves him 100%. But I think that that's a very good but example to use. But it was a conversation that you probably had at one point, And I'm only guessing because I don't really know this off the top of my head. Right. Um, But I'm pretty sure it was a conversation that you may have had one day. Oh, so what, how, what school does he go to? And you have to be like, uh, he's not in school. Oh. You know, you get those reactions from people sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I know me personally, I've I have, I have been, been asked that question, but yeah. not by my family because I'm just not that... Per- like, what? what is going to follow that question once I say, no, he's not in school? Right. Are, is, is there going to be judgment passed? Mm-hmm. Because to me, and this is just me, some people date for their families. And I really do have people and friends in my life that make their decisions for their partners based off of what their families think. I'm not that person. So you can't really approach me and tell me that I shouldn't be with somebody because they don't meet your qualifications because I'm not sleeping with you. I don't have a baby with you. You're not the person I'm going to marry. And when you all move on with your lives and you have your partners and you don't consider me, why would I consider you? Because mm-hmm. that leaves you home alone and bitter. And not saying that some people aren't open to being single, but I'm not going to be at home unhappy or with somebody that meets your standards or your qualifications, and then I'm miserable because they look good on paper, but in the house, they're not. Right. A lot of people go on surface level things, and so, oh, you look so good in pictures, and oh, they look so good on a resume, and things like that, but then when you're actually at home with this person, they can be mean, they can be nasty, and everybody thinks that meanness comes with physical abuse, but you can be mentally abusive, verbally abusive, emotionally abusive, and still meet all the checkpoints to the naked eye. You can be the most educated person in this world and be very ugly inside. Absolutely. And that's very important when you think about all the qualifications that it takes to date someone and talk to someone and be in a relationship and live with somebody. You want to make sure that the person you're going to settle down with is the person that's genuinely making sure that you're good, that you're happy, that your needs are met. And that doesn't mean that it comes with a degree or it comes with a certain job title because it doesn't. You could have 
the worst job in the world to your friends and family, but you could be the happiest girl alive with the person that you're with. And that's okay. Right. You know, sometimes we do do things to please our families. And I think that that's where we talk about the blurred lines again, because I want my family to love the person that I'm with. I absolutely, I want my friends to be able to love the person that I'm with. Mm -hmm. But if I know that there are certain things that come with this person that my family may not like, I'm going to have to make a decision to say whether or not I'm going to be okay with that. And if my family's not okay with it, they're either going to learn to accept it and be okay mm-hmm. or they're not. And that's when you have to say, well, I'm going to be happy, but it, my family might not be 100% happy all the my time. My biggest thing is that if you're not happy, be respectful. Period. Especially if you're my family. You don't have to Period. like the choice of my partner, but you need to be respectful. Mm-hmm. And that's what that comes down to. So when you see this person, you don't have to sit down and hug him and shake hands and things like that. But you will respect him because then if you start being disrespectful, that's when I'll remove myself. Right. Because a lot of the times people get the two misconstrued. Like you have to like somebody to be respectful to them. You don't have to like me. That is okay. Everybody is not meant to like everybody, but... When you start making snide comments and snide remarks and you hear this person's lifestyle circle like circulating in your family's conversations and things of that nature and then you start to hear gossip amongst the people who are supposed to love you, that turns into disrespect. Mm-hmm. And then you get the, oh, well, this is your family, so you're supposed to turn the other cheek. No, because when I turn the other cheek, y'all are at home with your wives and your husbands and your kids and I've turned the other cheek and now I'm at home battling my partner over something you guys said and things like that and I've seen it happen you know I've seen families destroy relationships I've seen families destroy relationships within my own family and it's a horrible place to be in it's a weird predicament to be in because then what do you do now your partner knows your family doesn't like them and then it makes it worse when you start doing things like having kids because then where's the line there you don't like my partner but you want to see my child how does that work Mm -hmm. Does it work? I don't know. You can't ask me that one. I don't know. I don't have that answer because I think that children are innocent, number one. Mm-hmm. So regardless of who their parent is, they should never be put in the middle of those circumstances. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, like you said, it's about respect. So even if you don't like my child's parent, you still have to give them a certain level of respect. Right. Regardless. If you don't want them to come to the family cookout because you don't like them, maybe I can understand hmm, we don't have to go but that sometimes will mean I'm missing out on my own family's events as well because I'm going to do things with the person that I am committed to that I'm in a happily committed relationship with right and then my family may feel some type of way but at the same time I'm not going to leave my partner at home because I know that if we go together you may face some level of disrespect from my family and that's not okay and that's where You have to ask yourself the question, what do you do when your partner and your families don't get along or your partner and your friends don't get along? Mm -hmm. How do you how do you balance that? How do you make time for everybody? I think it's a weird balance. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. And I'm grateful that I don't because I'm super grateful that both my family and Aaron's family, like we all love each other. Mm-hmm. Even when we drive each other crazy, there's never any ill feelings or ill will towards each other. And so I'm super grateful for that. But I do have friends where they're in relationships and their parents don't like their partners. So when their partners come over, their parents disappear or they leave or they don't speak. 
and it's it's uncomfortable to watch as a bystander because your parents and your family are the people that you seek approval from the most they're the people that you want to embrace your life choices and when you see them turn your back on something that you're proud of it hurts but then for me the answer is separation I won't discuss this person with you. Mm-hmm. I won't share news about this person. Don't ask me because you genuinely don't care. Mm-hmm. Don't ask me because you want to talk about it later. And I won't share that life with my partner either. Right. And it's a hard life to live, but sometimes you have to do separation. And if it starts to cause you stress or anxiety, then you end up choosing. I've seen people choose. What's unfortunate is when you choose in the direction that doesn't benefit you. You want to please your family, so you choose your family over your partner. Or you wind up choosing a partner who really isn't good for you, and now you've, you know, broken relationship with your family or with your friends. And some things aren't repairable. Some things are. Some things take time. Mm -hmm. It's, It's tough, especially when you're experiencing growing pains. I think that's what makes it harder because you're trying to enter into a new level of relationship i think as you get older the type of person and partner you are also change it's definitely a level of maturity right because the girlfriend i was in high school is not is not the girlfriend that i am now well you're not just trying to be a girlfriend anymore that stage has left you you damn right almost 25 years old the girlfriend stage has left the building you know you're always somebody's girlfriend first but when we were in high school you were just the girlfriend and there was no talk about marriage or anything further kids for that matter so when you think about it back then versus now ain't nobody just out here is striving to be just a girlfriend for 20 years for five years however long that takes no uh they may be but that's not true there no speak for yourself yeah Um, don't speak for them speak because there are some people who are are very content with not being married so absolutely there are a lot of people in this world who are content with never being married yeah you're just not one of them that's okay yeah no not at all yeah there are some people i used to be like that i i used to be like that like why do you need and i think for me because within my immediate circle of people i've seen people get married and marriages fail and so to me i'm like okay you had this piece of paper to validate your relationship and it failed and then i've also seen people within the same circle be married i'm sorry not be married for 15 years and they have the most solid relationship i think for me i wasn't even speaking like in terms of like the marriage aspect of the piece of paper I was speaking in terms of finding that soulmate, the person that is like your equal, the person that you feel equally yoked to. Right. Somebody who genuinely makes you happy, genuinely makes you laugh. You have so much in common with that person. I think all of those things tie into what a marriage is. You have your ups and your downs, of course. You have your bad days, but your good days outweigh them. Right. And for me, that's where I was going with why I said Mm -hmm. I don't think anybody doesn't want that kind of love not the piece of paper because i don't think that you need to be happy in order to ha- you don't need a piece of paper in order to be happy mm-hmm. at all but i think you do need to make sure that the person you're with is 100 percent who you want to be with and not forced by any other people for instance like- or when i think about the rules that surround tradition traditionally you date this person yeah, or that- they court you whatever you want to call it your terminology because Every single word has 5,000 definitions these days. But I think people are used to that. And then you ask the dad, do you want to get, can you you marry their daughter? 
or maybe you have a girlfriend and you're in a you know um same-sex relationship and either however it works people are used to that step you get permission from the parents then you get engaged then your engagement lasts a year or two then you get everybody especially older families get used to that linear um tradition and then it's like you get married then you have the baby so when you start doing things out of order then the pressure comes like i have to do x y and z but what if people don't want to do these things what if you want to have a relationship with somebody and have a child with them and you don't want to be married are you foolish for doing that who how can somebody say that you are if that's not what you want right i think people take into consideration a lot what their circles want for them and it hinders and puts blinders on to what you want for yourself yeah i mean let's just you can use me as the true poster example I have a child with somebody that I have no intentions on being in a relationship with at right. all. You know, um, we created a child, but that's where it stopped. And I think those lines also get blurred because sometimes your family has so much hope that maybe things will, you know, spark a change and there may be something different. You know, you guys will feel like, oh, we want to be together. But right. when you just know that that's not where you're going with it, you know that's where you're not going. Right. And sometimes our families have a hard time understanding that and it's okay i mean it's confusing it's confusing for us all sometimes when you have a child with somebody you're not in a relationship with Mm -hmm. because what do you do how do you interact with the families how do you bring everybody together to make sure that this child has the best life possible sometimes that doesn't happen sometimes it does but what do you do when it doesn't? You you work right. with it. You go with the flow and you make the best out of it for that child. So for me, I know that that's how I'm doing it. I'm doing the best I can for my son and that's all I know how to do. End of discussion. There's no relationship there, so my son won't have that aspect of it, but he'll still be loved regardless. Mm-hmm. And that's where you have to sometimes not look at your family and friends' approval for the things that you do in your life. But I also think that, and that also goes back to what we were saying with you don't share everything. And I know for us, it's different, right? Because you are a single mother and I'm not, Mm -hmm. but you still, even when it comes to parenting choices and things like that, you don't share everything with your family or with your friends and not because you're being sneaky, but because sometimes you need to be able to make that decision uninfluenced by what somebody else believes to be true. Or feel judged. Or feel judged. Yeah. Because I know, like if I know you as my friend, just giving you an example, right? And let's just say I want to do certain things for Kamari, but you don't prefer to do those things for Ace. Right. But I know that your preference is not to do the way I'm going to do it with Kamari, mm-hmm. you know? So... I don't have to feel like, oh my God, if I say this to Ryan, she's going to really judge me. Maybe I just won't say it. Maybe I will. But I have to go into it knowing that even if you don't prefer that way or that choice, I'm not going to be badgered by you or you're going to say, oh, you're a bad mom because this is the way you're choosing to go about it. No, I'm choosing a different route and you're choosing one. That's the same thing with your relationships. You might prefer a certain kind of relationship with you and Aaron, I'm going to prefer a certain kind of way of doing my relationship with whoever I'm going to date, whoever I'm in a relationship with. Mm -hmm. So that's where it gets confusing at. Perfect example. You have these relationships that come about and you've never met this person before. They weren't a part of your friendship circle or somebody who was mutually friends with everybody you know already. Right. How do you bring that person into the circle without feeling like you're going to have to force the situation or 
you know, if your family doesn't approve, then, oh, well, it's just over. Because to me, I don't think that that's something that I'm okay with, you know? I think that goes back to tradition. I think of when I dated Rel, right? Me and Rel met on Instagram, though. Mm-hmm. Right? right. So... It was weird for me because I'm like, okay, I want you to meet my friends. How do you introduce that person? But see, I'm like, but that goes back to what I said. I didn't give a shit. So we planned an outing and either y'all were going to get along with him when we went out or you weren't. Right. That was it. Obviously, I did what I I had to do first as a person. He tried to kill us and all that, but he was cool until he wasn't. Because then we was ready to fight him. Okay. I think that's enough because that's so off topic. That was candid. I couldn't help it. Um... On a serious note, though, that's a perfect just, example. No, though, but introducing him to the circle, it was we didn't know him. I no. mean, it it was a blip in time because he met a couple of my friends. So he met you and he met Monty, and I think that was it. Everything else was like, oh, if you called and I was around my friends, like they knew of you and I spoke right. of you, but it was never. I mean, distance also played a factor, but it was never like. Oh, you're going to come around. But again, that goes to knowing somebody's personality because nobody had met Aaron. I've known Aaron since I was 11 years old. So Mm -hmm. I knew what kind of attitude he had. But when I was ready to bring him around everybody, I was just like, oh, this is Aaron. Like, I mean, well, let's just say you brought him to one of the biggest events that you possibly could. I mean, and he survived. (laughs) He did. He really did. He did. (laughs) That was the first time I ever met him. And he, I I mean, he was cool. Like, me and him stuck like glue from that day. And I think, you know, that was a prime example of he could have sank or swim that day, you know? I just think what it is, though, is that going into introducing people to your friends and family, people are so hung up on what somebody else is going to think about them that that's what hinders you introducing this person. It's what are these people going to think? And I'm going to say this. Who gives a fuck? If this person is good for you then everybody else will see that they're good for you. And some people will not. That's okay. If this person is bad for you, then you're going to learn this person is bad for you. I was just about to say that sometimes, even if the person turns out to be bad for you, that's up to me to see. Sometimes our family and our friends like to point that out right away. But you don't see it anyway. Let's keep it real. When you're bringing somebody into the circle and your friends are ready to say this is not for you or your family's ready to say that this person is not for you, at the end of the day, you're not going to see things that you don't want to see and it's not doesn't mean that you're stupid or you don't you haven't picked up on those red flags but it's also different when somebody is just boy did you notice he did this did you notice she doesn't have that did you notice she said this did you notice he did that and it's like shut the fuck up i saw it all but let me make the decision to say that this person isn't shit right nobody's looking for i told you so or just let me get there because maybe i know all of that already but i haven't gotten to that place where i can accept it yet. maybe it takes somebody dming you on facebook to let you know y'all share a man it's ghetto as hell but it's happened that coming to you as a woman stuff is oh no Mm -mm. been there don't want to it's rough and then you got people sitting there like well i told you but i didn't ask you for that because when you was dating boo boo the fool from around the corner sharing clothes with his friends i didn't let you do nothing i don't let you date that person i mean yeah i mean well you know listen there are some some people who just can't help themselves they feel like they have to share their opinions and you just got to put them back in their place and just say i did not ask you for that advice thank you Mm -hmm. but i didn't ask 
if I act, then I can't say nothing. That's my fault. I if you, you ask or if you disclose. If I called Absolutely. up my friends the night before and was like, let me tell you what he did. And I sent you all the screenshots. And then you forget And I him. sent you all the likes of all the people he was, pictures he was liking. And people liking his pictures and all the comments and all the kissy faces and emojis. If I sent you that. And I forgave him on Wednesday after I done talked about him like a dog on Monday. And then here you come on Friday talking about, well, he ain't shit. And now you sitting there tight. Don't talk about my man. Well, you talked about him to me or I talked about him to you. Mm-hmm. That's where it goes. Like, you don't always share that because you forgive your friends and family don't. Absolutely. So while you... I just said this exact... It's true. Exact sentence to a special someone on the phone earlier i just shared this and was that no be quiet my damn i tried you tried you tried i tried but they know who they are so we're gonna just leave that right there. no but it's true but they don't forgive this in the text message earlier because you know when you think that things are a certain kind of way and you see a person one way sometimes People around you going to see them differently because they're not interested in them the way you are. Well, I won't and even say that they're not you... interested, but they're always going to look through the lens of what you told yeah, them. Because, but... but they could love Jimmy from up the street forever. And then I call my uncles and my dad like, listen, Jimmy raised his voice at me and he threw a plastic cup. And now they're always going to look at Jimmy as a person who's going to be abusive to their daughter or their niece. But this is a prime example. Let's just put it out there like this. Wait right? a minute. No, no, nothing bad. Oh. I'm just saying, like, for instance, me and Aaron. Aaron likes cartoons. I don't like cartoons, right? We had this conversation one day. He wants to freaking watch Rick and Morty. I don't want to watch Rick and Morty. Wait a minute. Rick and Morty is the shit. So. Exactly. But you like Rick and Morty too. Y'all as a couple like Rick and Morty. I'm your friend. I don't like that shit. So it comes to down to it like this is y'all house. Y'all can't tell me. I'm not going to tell y'all turn the TV. He was like, yo, sis, you about to be watching Rick and Morty. And I was like, nah, chill. No, I'm not. So what did we do? We compromised. He was like, I bet. So you're going to talk on your phone? You're going to text? Or you're going to watch Rick and Morty? That's what it came down to. But that doesn't mean I'm about to come back to you and be like, yo, you got a real weird boyfriend because he want to watch some stupid Rick and Morty. I don't have that preference, but he does. Who am I to judge that? You know? And that's just a small example because I'm not about to put no craziness out there. But I'm just saying. Yeah. Your relationships sometimes, they are not all going to be the same. Everybody's not going to have the same preferences. But everybody's not ready for that. And I notice that sometimes... We're not going to talk about not being ready for that. No, because sometimes friends are not ready. I say this all the time. People have got to grow up. Family aside, because I'm done with family now, right? Mm -hmm. Friends in general have to realize that everybody does not have to be friends with everybody. You don't have to be friends with my partner, but you got to know that I have one. And when they come around, if everybody's cordial and you know how to have fun and laugh and kick it in a setting where it's like a party or a barbecue, then that's fine. But when we leave, you don't have to be best friends. You don't have to know their business. Y'all don't have to exchange numbers. If they form those friendships, great. If not, that is also okay. And I think sometimes people have a real issue with realizing that everybody is not meant to be friends with everybody. Right. All your partners don't have to be friends. All of your friends don't have to be friends with each other. Some of y'all know damn well that your partners are not meant to be friends with your friends. Mm -hmm. And that some of your friends are meant to be kept separate as well. And then you try to intermingle them. And then it gets messy. Oh, well, you got this friend who's always looking at somebody's man. And so now she's looking at your boyfriend or you think she is and you feel some kind of way. But you know what kind of friend you had. Or you have two friends and their mouths are slick. And now you got them in the same room. Or you know your boyfriend or your girlfriend doesn't have an issue calling out somebody's facial expressions and you got them in a room with the friend 
who talks crazy and lets their facial, expre facial expressions talk for them. And then you sit there confused, wondering why nobody gets along. Everybody is not meant to mingle with each other. To run in the same circles, yeah. And an adult knows that. When you're trying to have that high school level relationship with that high school mentality of everybody needs to be friends and like each other in order for shit to work, that's when stuff goes south. You have to know that everybody's not meant to be in the same room with each other and leave it at that. Don't try to figure out why. Don't try to talk your partner into going. Don't try to talk your friends into coming. We don't mix. Y'all are too, you're, These groups of people are different crowds and you hang out with them at different times. And that is how you have that balance. You have to recognize who is meant to be in a room with each other. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When you have family gatherings, you know what family works in a room with each other, right? Oh, the absolutely. same thing goes with people who are truly your friends. When somebody is truly your friend, you know in what situation they'll function the best. And sometimes time also does that for you. Sometimes it doesn't mean you have to bring them in a room 10 times so they could get to know each other. No. Stop forcing sometimes it. Sometimes it absolutely. means they're going to meet each other crossing paths one day and they're just going to be able to be like oh you know what's up how you doing and then the next time they may have a small conversation then the next time if it's five months down the road they may actually see that they have things in common and then they may decide that they want to change exchange numbers on their own it doesn't have to be forced it doesn't have to be like yo as soon as i get a boyfriend he got to get aaron's number and aaron got to get his and we all got to be in the same room because that's not how it works that's not okay sometimes you just have to let things naturally come together so that there's no forced relationships and everybody can be on one accord. And if they don't come together, keep it moving. Yes. The worst outcomes happen when you try to force something that is not supposed to be in place. Right. And the quicker people realize that you cannot force relationships of any kind, whether it's a friendship, whether it's a familial relationship, an intimate relationship, you cannot force it. Or people become resentment. Re I mean, resentful. And they, they start to harbor resentment because you made me be in a room with this person or you tried to force me to have this relationship. You going home and you got your partner going, you know I don't like being around these people. Why did you bring me to this? Or why did you have them come to that? Like, or your friends or your family. You know you and Uncle Jim Bob don't get along. So why are you about to sit in the kitchen with just him and stare at him and then you know it's just going to be dirty looks back and forth? Or you know your friend's going to be side-eyeing your other friend back and forth? Or your man's going to be side-eyeing your, your friend all night long? You know what kind of people you hang around. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's all I really have to say because there's ways to avoid things and they come with growing pains. People are going to ask questions. People are going to feel some type of way. But when they are true, genuine relationships, you learn to navigate around it. And when the relationships are broken by these choices that you choose to make, when it comes time to date and have these relationships, if other bonds are broken because somebody else can't get on the same page as you, that is also not your problem. Keep it pushing. Yep. And you learn to have respect. If you want to keep your friends and you want to keep your family around, you learn to respect the person that they're with. And you learn to respect their decisions, even if you don't agree with them. Period. Period. I can't wait to see what you guys have to say in response to this, I can talk about relationships all day. What about you? I can talk about relationships and then some because there's way more to relationships other than your friends, family, and your partner. It's not black and white. It never will be. Stay tuned for next week. Go like, subscribe, comment. Let us know what you guys think. Please respond to what you guys heard. Absolutely. And if you guys have any opinions that are different, we love 
we'd love to have a conversation about difference of opinions because we are always open to a challenge. I know I am. Always. Always. That's a wrap, Chaotic Crew. See you next time.